Hello? You play to win the game. Let's go to eat a damn snack. We're taking receipts, and I can't wait to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. No question about it. I am ready. Dolphins defense <laughs> was able to keep them to 19 points. The Vince McMahon song goes, Danny, I hope you add it to the clip. You guys have absolutely no chance, no chance of even sniffing a win this week. Um, he's feeling a little bit more confident than I am. I am not. Zero percent chance. I think you guys lose this game 37-10. I'm giving you 10 points on this game. Wow. You're Listen, I get that it's this much. You sound pretty optimistic about your potential of escaping with a dub. Where are you getting these 17 points from? From my run game? From, <laughs> I, I hope I'm right on this so I can tip all these back next week. <laughs> and and make, then we'll sure, get a make sure you get me laughing at you. <laughs> Three days later. What a deep ball on the way. Incomplete. Gabe Davis, the intended target. And the Jets... We'll win it. And and make, we'll sure, make sure you get me laughing at you. <laughs> you mean when? <laughs> what a piece of shit you are, sir. Welcome what? to episode number 11 of the Batter Jets fans. I am uh, Danny, your host, and my co-host, the clown that you see to my wow. I guess that would be my right would be Manny Palacios. How are you doing, sir? I, I listen. I, I get why you did it, but you know, Jets fans, is that what you, what you really want? Back to back episodes of him using the same content. You know, be better for Danny. the, for be the better. record. The reason I used it is because when I tried to use it last week, unfortunately, the video that I uploaded didn't have the clown music. And I just needed to put it out there. I needed of course. It out in the ether. Of course. Yeah. So, I appreciate um, that. I, I had to use it. I had to use it. I'm sorry. It was a bye week. I had nothing else to use. But how are you? In all seriousness, how are you, man? I'm doing amazing, man. It's been, uh, it's been a good week as far as being a Dolphins fan. It's been uh, an even better week. Just, you know, life has its ups and downs. So far, I've been on a high. So, man, I just want to keep riding that high wave. How about yourself? I'm, I'm doing good. We didn't lose this weekend. So, even better. And uh, we got a, a guest. We got a, a special guest. We special, have, that's the word. Yeah. We, a couple weeks ago, we were blessed to have Mr. Frank from the Gotham City crew join us, Chop Champ, and all that other good stuff. We had a great time with him. He was funny as hell. And now we have another member from the Gotham City crew. Crew, I said group. Gotham crew. City crew. Yeah. We have Mr. Lou. How are you doing, Lou? What's up, guys? How you doing? I got my buddy Luke here to keep us uh, keep us company throughout the there show. I like it. I, I like it. I, I, I like dogs. Manny's a cat guy. He's weird. He's a, he's a little upset because they had to shave him down. It, uh, he was he missed his grooming appointment by a couple couple months, so he was a little mad. At, so he by had to the get. Way, the- I love the fact that he's going to be a part of the show. What I like even better, and it's a very small detail, but you know what? I pick up on the small details. Is that teal wristband that you have? You know, I feel like you're you're showing some kind of support right now on that teal wristband you're wearing. Is that teal? Oh, I'm talking. Oh about yeah, yeah. Good oh, 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 look at that. That matches. That matches a lot with that color. Just letting you know. Take that shit off. This is actually, actually a fundraising event that we went to for the uh, Puerto Rican Alliance of Elizabeth, uh, a town I work in here in Jersey. And uh, those are the wristbands they gave when you uh, attended the event. But it's a great, it's a great color. Knowing you, it's a great with cause. The, with the dolphin. Yeah, it was for a great cause, and I even forgot that I had it on. It's been, it's actually been a month. I like it. It's one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, Gotham City crew. Obviously, if you're a Jets fan, you know who the Gotham City crew is. For sure, they have. I would assume probably the best tailgate, if not one of the best tailgates out at. At MetLife, and then you guys this year have been straight road warriors. I know the the trio hasn't been able to get out, but the duo, you and Frank, have been absolutely everywhere, undefeated. So you guys got to make sure you keep going out to the games. How's that been? How's it been going out to all the games? Well, it's it's been surreal. I, I got to give Claudio a shout out. He did make the Browns, the Cleveland game, and Pittsburgh um, before he had the baby, but. Um, Frank and I are taking the lead. We're going to keep the streak going. You know, the Jets are, are finally giving us something to uh, to stay motivated about and, and make these road trips. It makes it a lot easier when you're when we're walking away 
from all these uh, beautiful venues with the dub. And, uh, and obviously along the, the way, we, we're meeting a lot of awesome people, people that are, you know, from those areas, people that are, have been traveling with us that come to our tailgates. And, you know, it's just an awesome experience. And, and I noticed more than anything else, when you're on the road, the unity between the fan base, just it's, it, it comes together. Everybody's, you know, looking at each other for support. And, and we're really, we're truly, should I say, uh, in this together when we're, when we go to uh, enemy territory for these road games. Now, the first time I spoke to Claudio was before the Detroit game where we played Monday Night Football, Sam Donald's debut. And I, and he was going out there. You guys, I'm assuming, were going out there. And I remember I wanted to go, couldn't go. But since then, I've been watching you guys, and you guys have hit a lot of cities. I was curious, what has been your favorite city to visit or stadium to visit? Well, th- there's two, and okay. and each one is totally different uh, experiences. Obviously, Lambeau is the mecca of football. So much history out there. That town is just surreal. You know, for for one of the oldest stadiums, they've done so much work over the years. Because I went th- I went out there eight years ago for the Geno Smith game, and uh, that game we started off hot, and of course they 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 lost they that one. Off. That's we had yep. the. the the folly with the timeout and, and things of that nature. But this time around, we teamed up with, uh, you know, Go uh, Go Gang Green Travel. Um, we teamed up to them. He put a, a luxury package together. Anyone that was that had the opportunity to, to partake in that package know what I'm talking about. It was uh, a, a plus all the way um, from the – when they picked us up from the airport in, in the bus, they had food, drinks, to uh, the cocktail reception party that we had. Saturday night in the Legend uh, Club inside Lambeau uh, Field, um, the tailgate. Uh, you know, we had Marty Lyon show up, which was awesome, and obviously the game. But Green Bay as a whole, Appleton, uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, just great football towns. Everybody's so, so polite. It kind of, You know, I kind of felt bad cheering uh, because, you know, they're so because nice. They're so there. nice. Yeah, you don't want to rub it in, but yeah. you know us being Jets fans, we you know we couldn't help ourselves. Right, right. So right. I had to, I had to said, keep Frank to a minimum because Frank could go on on these rants, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, if these people don't deserve that, I can see if we were yeah. in Philly or, or uh, in Foxborough sure. or of Miami, other, yeah, or Miami, yeah, then give them the business. But Green Bay, I, I just <laughs> love people there. I would definitely go back. It's just uh, an awesome experience and. And just knowing the history of, uh, you know, the Green Bay Packers in the NFL just goes back to, you know, pretty much day one. The and second Cal- most favorite oh, yeah, the trip I had or stadium I visit, and I've, you know, we visited a lot throughout the last couple of years, was Jacksonville. And the reason for that was it was a surreal the experience. Jacuzzi? Yeah, we had the, the spa suite, they call it. So we all know. Jacksonville had problems filling up their stadiums. They were getting the, their games were getting blacked out on television. So, long story short, they added four pool suites in the 300 levels. So, of course, Claudio and I was like, "If we're going to do this, we're going to do this right." So, we we rented a whole pool suite. Uh, the pool suite fits up to 50 50 people. Um, all you can eat, all you can drink. It's all part of the package deal. I think it was, I want to say it was like 50 grand to rent out. Something, something like ridiculous. I don't remember, but we got it done. My one of my coworkers knows the the guy in marketing, so he kind of got us up on the on the list because, of course, all the corporate sponsors go first. They get first first dibs at all first these dibs, suites yeah. before they release it out to the to the kind of like the general public. So we were able to get it. It was just so real because we're sitting in the pool watching the game live, and then the cherry on top was, and we kind of knew about it because you know we have a relationship with. Uh, former Jet Lamernius Coles. He lives out in, in Jacksonville. We actually went to his uh, his his nightclub the night before. We did a, uh, a Jets get-together there. They had a couple uh, players there. Um, and then he he told us, hey, listen, I, I heard you got the suite. You want me to come by? I said, yeah, come by. And he winds up bringing uh, Darrell Revis. So Darrell Revis, Lamernius Coles are hanging oh. out in the pool suite with Gotham City crew for a little while, which That's was fucking dope. I would have, I would have never predicted anything like that happening, and, and it did. 
That's pretty awesome. And Gotham City crew, <laughs> I know Claudio, I spoke to him uh, when I was on his Gotham City crew podcast. And he was telling me he, he um, you know, he went to South America. He saw the supporters group. He's like, what? They should be one like that for the Jets. And and were you friends with Claudio for like a long time? Did you guys meet him through Gotham City? Like, how did all of this come together? Well, it's a funny story because I've been a season ticket holder since 2006 um, when I started making some real money. <laughs> so I, I had season tickets in the old stadium. And uh, when the new stadium opened up, a lot of the guys I worked with that had tickets gave them up because of the PSLs. So... You know, I went from having a, a, a steady tailgate of 20 to 30 guys every every uh, home game to, I don't know, we were down to like a dozen guys because guys were like, yeah, we got priced out. We're not going. Um, plus, after they saw the stadium, they weren't too happy with with the results yeah, anyway. I, yeah. Um, that's a different <laughs> So, uh, long story short, Claudio, um, when he started Gotham City Crew back in 2015, um you know, Claudio's always thinking of ways of trying to get fans together and things of like things, things of that nature. So he kind of did. Remember the the show MTV Cribs? Yeah. So he yep. would go yep. to tailgates and feature them, and you know, people got to know everybody. Like, listen, I, I've been in Lot J my whole season ticket uh, life, if you want to say, and since I've had, been a season ticket holder, but I never knew other guys in the stadium. I just knew, you know, my guys, the guys we tailgated with. So Claudio, you know, came up with a great idea back then and he was doing that and he came across my tailgate and we kind of hit it off. And he was like, listen, I, I like to feature your tailgate and and bring some of the people over to, to meet you and so on and so forth. So later on that season, he slid into my DMs and he uh, he was like, hey, you want to go out and grab a couple of drinks? I want to talk to you about something, um, maybe a business opportunity. And I was like, you know what? Sure. You know, hear him out. So we met in the city, went to a comedy show, uh, and he's like, listen, this is what I want to do. I want to continue to doing this. And out of all the tailgates that I went to, I love what you guys do. The environment's safe. you got a great location. You know, the bus, the trailer. We, You know, I had a lot of that equipment uh, that you see at the tailgates now prior to us uh, joining forces. And, um, we, you know, I was like, I was a little hesitant like anything else in the beginning because I'm like, you know, I'm used to just doing something small and intimate. And, you know, to have people that I don't know come and go and, you know, because of my profession, I, I always want to make sure that the environment stays uh, a family, you know, friendly environment. I Listen, I'm all in for having fun, but we can do it a, a safe and friendly way. Is it right. safe? Is it safe for uh, opposite side fans too, or just making sure? Because I know you're coming down to Miami as well. Listen, we pride ourselves on that because we know what it's like being on the road and, and looking for a, a safe and fun place to tailgate. So we we don't shy away. We may give you, we may help heckle you a little bit when when I get on. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't get to the level of any disrespect or or any of that nonsense because you know I we don't tolerate. That. I, I could deal with this guy, so I'm sure I could deal with a little bit of heckling from you guys as well. Yeah, you know, it's all in good nature, and and we make sure that uh, it stays that way. Well, that's awesome. One thing I noticed, Danny, if you mind me jumping in here, obviously over, leave, over. It to, leave it to the fat guy to talk about food. One thing that I've noticed from all you guys when you guys go out there and tailgate, man, you guys put down some really good food. Um, it looks amazing, obviously. Want to eat my phone just looking at it. Um, I, I want to know if you have any ideas already. Like, do you guys go into each tailgate when you guys do this and it's like, all right, this week we're cooking this, this week we're cooking that? Is that something you already pre planned before you head out? Yeah, no doubt. You know, uh, I can't take credit. Uh, I got to give credit where credit's due, should I say. Frank is uh, the mad scientist. We bounce ideas off each other. You know, sometimes I'm his, uh, his test dummy and he's like, hey, I want you to try this. I'm thinking about doing this. Um, but, yeah, we try to come up with a theme. You know, I think it's fun when you have a theme like, you know, the the last home game we did, uh, we had we played the Buffalo Bills. So we had the Buffalo chicken empanadas. We had some uh, some wings that Frank made and we kind of let it fit the theme of who we're playing with. And then when we played Miami, we had the 305 burger, which is, uh, you know, he put the, the pork loin together into like a kind of like a hamburger patty and you know we, it was like a hybrid cuban sandwich but into a burger type thing and it was it was phenomenal and and frank does a great job with that he prides himself he um if he if it doesn't hit his standards it won't it won't uh, be served at the at the tailgate um so you know he takes a, he takes a lot of pride in that and and ever since we've joined forces with frank 
it just took it took the the Gotham City crew tailgate experience to another level. Because now you know people always some people come for the for the party, some people come for the drinks, some people come for the food. So we we cover all our bases, and not to say our food wasn't up to par before, but we have a full blown kitchen now. You know, Frank. You know, as you mentioned, uh, won the 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 chop champion, the ultimate yeah. tailgate. And with his winnings, he bought this trailer, which is a full-blown kitchen. It's got the smoker. It's got the deep fryer. It's got the, the flat-top grill. It's got everything. There's nothing that he can't make, and and we have it at our expense at our tailgate. So it's it's fun to have. It's fun to watch him put these these menus together, and you know we give our input, our ideas, and, and he runs with it. I'm looking forward to that. Now, uh, we're going to start talking football in a second. I just had one more question before we got to the, to the actual football stuff. My issue with tail, or like having a tailgate, and obviously I've never had anything even near what you guys do, right? It's just very, very small. But once 12, 15 hits, I'm like, all right, start packing this shit up because I don't want to miss a snap. <laughs> you guys go all the way through, I'm assuming, to like almost kickoff. Do you miss some of the game? <laughs> yeah, so we have a, we, we work as a team. So the first thing that gets shut down, like Frank will start serving dessert. You know, whether it's his Zeppelis or one of his uh, signature mm. empanadas. Um, so we, he kind of, we do a last call, <clears throat> entree stuff, and then we start pumping out the desserts. Desserts usually, you know, have them out on the, on the table and people can start helping themselves on their way in. Uh, obviously, I got the, the tough part with the logistics of the equipment, the tents, those things we can't afford to leave outside. They're so expensive. That yeah, uh, you know, a lot of times I don't make it in until 115, 120. But we've now that the even the Jets have put uh, a sense of urgency to get everybody to get the bus into the, the stand yeah. or yeah before kickoff, it kind of helps us with the crowd. So now they know that hey, listen, by 12:15, grab your last drink, grab your last bite to eat, let's start walking, and then it gives me time as as people start to leave, I start to break down stations and. You know, we have a full staff, so it, it goes pretty quick. I can't say it's just me. You know, Claudia knows what he has to do. I know what I have to do. The staff members been with us for years. They, You know, they're taking care of their stations. They're cleaning up. They're preparing everything to put away. And then we pack everything in the trailer, the bus. And then usually by 115, we're, we're uh, you know, on our way in, which is obviously it's a small sacrifice. It sucks. Ideally, oh, for I would sure, love to for be. For sure. Uh, but I appreciate what you guys the, do because that's awesome when they do the national anthem and the, and the flag ceremony. But, you know, I enjoy it and seeing other people have fun and, and have a good time with us. So it's a small sacrifice I make, which is why I love the road games because I'm in my, – my butt's in the seats um, before kickoff and I don't have to worry about that stuff. And by the way, we, we, we got to finally welcome Jack Green Santa to the show. What's up, Frank? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Yeah, man, lose, lose, uh, filling us in about how your food has been subpar since you started. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. no, no, top notch from Frank. I we, we appreciate we're, what we're you guys put do. Put through another cooking competition. We're gonna have to get some. Uh, so we're calling all chefs. We're gonna have a cook off in in J three. Uh, you gotta battle awesome. battle. Frank West for the. Uh, I'll, I'll be a judge and I'll eat all the food. Just saying. What, I, what I you think should do is you should find who the best cook is for an opposing team and just have a cook off between Ooh. Frank and whoever. Hey, New England, bring your best and then let's it's, have a cook off. It's funny you mentioned that because in Denver, uh, we had somebody that Frank set us up with um, and he hosted us. Uh, uh, you know, the Jets fans are tailgate with them and, and you know, I was. I seen her behind the grill and I was busting her chops because she had a, a, a corn dog that she makes. And those that been to a Gotham City crew, uh, corn dog, I mean, to a tailgate know that Frank puts out a signature corn dog as well. The carpet bombs, he calls them. The the jalapeno stuff, cheddar uh, hot dogs with, with his signature, uh, you know, whatever you want to call that. But he puts it together and she's claiming that his, uh, her uh, corn dog was better than Frank's. And then after one bite, I knew that was incorrect. So, uh, <laughs> and I'm not being biased. And I love, those are one of my favorite little things to munch on. Cause when I'm at the tailgate, I'm running around, I'm working. I don't have time to sit down and, and eat right. everything. So I've made Frank put a, a to go container for me. So I, I don't miss out on the, uh, that he puts together. <laughs> the, the yeah, man. 
Yeah, I, I would welcome it, honestly. Um, and I, I'm not trying to be cocky or whatever, but even like my wife gets upset. Like if we go out to eat, she's like, why do we even bother? You're like, you cook better than like and all these restaurants we go to. But that's where I get my ideas from. So like, right. you know, I, I kind of, it, it's kind of nice to find if, if somebody does something better. But I mean, and I, I, I hate even talking about it because like I sound like a dick, but the, the idea is, it's not, I don't know how to, how to say it. I mean, I, I guess what I do is I elevate street food. Like, like if I'm taking something from Latino culture, like an empanada, you're not going to get a normal empanada out of me, right? I'm, I'm making like either dessert empanadas, pumpkin pie, apple pie, um, you know, uh, like a, almost like a cheesecake inside. Or if I do like the, the entree empanadas, it's always something like I, I made, uh, bacon cheeseburger empanadas one time, right? And everybody picked them up and they're like, oh, it's an empanada. They bit into it and they're like, oh my God, I'm eating a bacon cheeseburger. Like they, they couldn't figure out what was happening. <laughs> or, you know, even like, like I made, I was experimenting with some Asian stuff uh, a couple weeks ago. I only made enough for the guys that were setting up because I didn't know how it was going to go over. And I didn't want to, um, you know, I didn't want to, if I make one and, and I don't like it, I'll just throw the whole batch in the garbage. But if I like it, then I'll, I'll test it out on Lou and Claudio and those guys. And if they're all on board, then I'll do it another time. But I was making like, um, almost like pot stickers, but it was, uh, like, like a fried dumpling that I made. And it just, it, it, I, I really, I don't know. I can't leave well enough. It's like, it's like a 17 year old kid that's got a car, right? He wants to put rims on. He wants to tint the windows. That's kind of the way I am with the food, that's you know? So if, if, if I try something that I like, if I go out to a restaurant and I have something for the first time and I'm like, Oh, this is good, but I think we should do this, this, and this. And I'll go home and I'll work it out. And it just, I don't know. I, I just, I've been lucky so far. People have been receptive to what I make. So right, if there's somebody right. out there, that, if somebody out there wants to come take a swing, I don't, I don't care. It's, you know. Well, well I, I mean, like, I, it was all, a, a, you know, in good fun. I was joking. Yeah. But if you guys do want to do that, we do know a lot of people from the deep end here from the Dolphins fan side. So we could find – we can find somebody to go ahead for the last game of the year, especially since that game will be for the AFC East crown. I'm all for it. I don't want to put you guys in anything you don't want to be involved in. But if you guys want to do that, I got the sources. Let us know. I got the sources. We we have the connection on both sides. We'll make it happen. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, just um, I'll just need a couple of things. I'll just need to know what um equipment I'm gonna have access to. Obviously, I can't bring all my stuff down there, you know. So uh. You know, if I'm going to have access to, like, a, a grill, a fryer, a boiler, you know, whatever's available. Hey, and then hey, I just hey, work my menu around what what equipment is there. Well, like I said, we'll if, figure it out. if, if you we'll guys are serious it about it, after the show, we'll, we'll get together and, and we'll think it up because we can make it happen for you. Yeah. So, yeah and I can even, like, the, the 305 burgers, I could do those anywhere. But before we think about the Dolphins, we got to think about the Patriots. Yes. We got to yes, think that. We yeah. got to take care of this week. You know, it's a big game. Oh. We were oh. we, we were yes. disappointed at the last uh, you know the last game that we played them. We had that game. Yeah, we 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 got a couple bad calls against us. That pick six would have stand before the halftime. I think seventeen three changes the whole dynamic of that game. And now that with our defense, you just play defense. Zach don't have to. There's no pressure on Zach. You're up two touchdowns. We pretty much had them. We were limiting them to field goals. So I think that game would have went totally our way if, uh, if you know, if that pick six would have uh, stand and, and we went up two touchdowns going into uh, halftime. But no, I- with that being said, I, I think our defense is going to have to pull it out again. You know, let's get, uh, let's get the ground and pound going. We got uh, Robinson, obviously, Brees Hall getting hurt. I think that, that, that kid is talented, and I think he's going to break a lot of Jets records in the near future, and I just hope he gets he comes back healthy next season and we can get to, get to pick up where he left off because he I, he was on pace, man. He he just – you can tell how talented uh, Brees Hall is, and, and he always had the, the opportunity to just break one open and change the whole, the whole dynamic of a game. I, I think the issue with the Patriots game is that they decided to abandon the run like it's Breeze Hall got injured the week before, and then they just decided, like, you know, we don't have Breeze Hall anymore. First 15 plays, let's throw 12 of them. And it's like 
just because you lost Brees Hall doesn't mean you abandoned the run. You still have Michael Carter. You just traded for James Robinson. Like, I think that that was the biggest mistake. Even though, even with that game plan, we still had a great chance to win. Like you said, with that pick six, we, we at that point, 17 to six, or was it 17 to three at that point? 17, six, to three. At, at that point, I, I think we win that game. But as soon as they, they threw that flag, not only did they bring back those six points, but they gave them an extra 15 yards. Giving them those extra 15 yards gave them that field goal. All of a sudden, they yep. got three points. Second half starts. Braden Mann, I don't know what's going on with his cleats. Two games in a row, he slips. He slips, they get the ball like at the 50-yard line. Two or three plays later, they're in the end zone. Those sequence of events, those 10 points were the difference in the game. If Braden Mann doesn't slip, if that pick six doesn't get called back, if they don't get those extra 15 yards for those three points, like this game is completely different. Now, my issue is that I feel oddly confident going into Sunday. And that almost scares me because I'm usually not this confident about a game, especially on the road against Bill Belichick. But I feel like we should win this game hands down. And I I don't even think it should be – I don't want to say we're going to blow them out, but it should be at least 7 to 10 point win, I think, because I don't think that they should be able to do absolutely anything against our defense. We, they didn't do much against us the first game outside of those 10 points and those sequence of events, and I can't imagine that they would do too much against us now. What do you think, Manny? Honestly, um, it, it, and, I, and, I, and I know that you and I have done a few Jet shows leading up to this one. I, I It's hard for me not to feel confident for you guys coming into this game because if it wasn't for as many mental mistakes as you guys had in that first game, you guys should have won that game. So now coming into this one and knowing how hungry your defense was right after that game, it's like, don't worry about it. We're going to see them in a few weeks. Like they were already it's, – it's bad to look ahead, but they were looking ahead. They were ready to go ahead and say, we're going we're gonna to show up ready for that game. After a week of preparation, and, and you know, I think we both shared admiration for how good Bill Belichick is as a head coach. But I, again, just looking at it, your defense is better than their offense. Your offense is better than their defense. There's nobody on that team that scares me at all. I I, 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 I kind of got to agree with you, man. I feel really confident that there shouldn't be a reason. I, and I get it. It's in Foxborough. I do get that. You guys have struggled in Foxborough. But just based off where the team is right now and the type of football you guys have been putting together for these last few weeks, and honestly, where you guys are now that nobody else expected, maybe outside of a few people, I don't see how you guys don't go into Foxborough and win this game. I That's just my two cents on that. What about you, Frank? My, my only concern, and it's the same thing every time we play this team, we're playing 11 on 17. Yeah. I don't know. if Kraft must have naked pictures of Alberto Riveron or something like that because at the end of the day, when you look at how we played that last game against the Patriots, there are three plays that changed the whole complexion of the game, and they were all three rough in the passer penalties that you watch them, and the next day on Good Morning Football, Sports Center, all of it, they're like, where's this penalty? I don't see it. Everybody's complaining about the same thing. Within a half a step of the quarterback, when he releases the ball, put, just touch, not even tackle or anything, and you're going to call a rough in the passer. Meanwhile, against the Bills, Zach takes two head-to-heads. Guy lowers his head, bang. Damn, I thought he was going to knock him unconscious, and nothing. No, no, no flags or anything, but it's always the same. It, it's There's this anti-Jet sentiment throughout the league, and I, I'm sick of it. But, yeah, honestly, Frank, Frank, we saw I'm, that I'm cocky, guy. That got What's hurt. that? We saw it last year, too, when they went low and, and they rolled up on, on Zach underneath his leg, and he wound up hurting his knee. That put him out for right. 40. It, it, uh-huh. it's, literally, it's literally like anything goes against the Jets – you could do whatever you want to us. We'll never throw a flag. But if you look at a player on the opposing team, wrong. And and it's never just a little all right, replay third down. It's always 15 yards first down. It's always these tremendous penalties. It, it's sickening. Yeah. But, but I, I think it's more than anything, the whole Jets thing. I think it's just Zach Wilson being a young quarterback. Unfortunately, in the NFL, they don't give any respect to the young quarterbacks. Unless you play for the Patriots. Obviously, if you play for the Patriots, it's different, right? Mac Jones yeah. gets calls that no other rookie quarterback gets called. But I, I think it's, it's Zach Wilson because he, he hasn't earned it, I guess. That's how they feel. I'm not sure what it is exactly. But I, I don't know if it's so much anti-Jets as I, it I is anti-Young QB. I would agree with you, but we're seeing it. I thought that was going to stop when Tom Brady left the, the, the Patriots, and we're seeing it with Mac Jones now. So I, I, well, I yeah. think the Patriots, they love the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, I think it but, has to do with Belichick and their admiration for him. 
and he gets every call. They get every call. No, no. That, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one thing in closing because I do have to get going. I, I hate yeah. to cut it short on you guys. No, 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 not but, at all. Uh, you, you were saying how you, you, you're a little, you're a little nervous because you feel confident going into next week. Well, let me, let me tell you something. There's an audio clip out there. I used it in one of my reels. So if you go through my stuff, you'll, you'll see. Uh, I put it over the top of a Gotham City crew tailgate party. But uh, there's, there's uh, a Rex Ryan quote saying how, oh, last year we were under the radar and that's good and it's like bullshit. You want to be on the radar. So get used to it, is Rex's words, because this is where we're going to be. We're going to be expected to win every game we go to for a very long time right now because we have a very talented, very young team. And I'm saying over the next few years, it's not going to be, are we going to win? It's going to be by how much? Yeah, Ooh. I'm start- I'm getting cocky, dude, Ooh. because honestly <laughs> – these guys, I'm, I'm watching these young kids play, and it is absolutely incredible what they're doing on the field, the numbers they're putting up for rookies, right? I mean, the three that we drafted in the first round alone are, are enough to, to take over the league. Freak. But then everybody else, I mean, it just it's all coming together for us, and I'm feeling good about it, but go let ahead. Me, let me ask you a question before you cut out, because I, 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 do you think, what's your honest opinion, and I want your last opinion on this before you got to head out, do you think they're playing as well or just due to how good of a job Robert Salah and his crew is doing? I, I, I need to hear your opinion on that. Um, I, I tell you what, I had my doubts about Salah last year at the beginning of the season. It just wasn't coming together. And then when people made the comparison between him and Rex, who I'm still a firm believer is the best coach that we ever had. Uh, and I was disgusted when we got rid of him. I, I think the change needed to be at GM, not at head coach, but it is what it is. And we had to live with it. So when Rex came out and said, don't compare yourself to me, I've done things that no other coach of this team has ever done or whatever. And then Sala called him out and said, Hey, you know, where I am. If you want to talk, well, within a week's time, Rex turned around and said, Hey, listen, this guy's got a solid plan for this team. I like where he's headed. And I, you know, I I'm sorry if I came off wrong about him, I'm a believer in this guy. So when, when the guy that I believed in, as the best head coach we ever had, turns around and says that, I gave him a second shake. And just watching what he did the, this season, like him coming out saying, you know, we're taking receipts, because he knew what was in store down the road. It was just a matter of a little spit and polish. Uh, because, I mean, I don't remember if it was your podcast or it was someone else. They asked me early in the season, how do you think the Jets going to finish? And I said, in all likelihood, just based on talent alone, we should be able to pull a double-digit season down. I said, however, if these young kids can all play together, because that's the biggest thing, like if, if egos get in the way and people start hot-dogging, you're not going to get the results that, you know, without the teamwork. So my, my caveat that I left for myself was if these young kids can play together and stay healthy, we, we can see <sighs> – I forget exactly how I put it. I didn't want to lock myself into a number. Right. Um, I think I said we, we could see beyond beyond just double digits, uh, possibly a playoff buy or something along the lines like that. So I, I still stand by that. If these guys can continue to grow uh, as not only in their own careers, but as a team, there's, there's nobody that could stop us. And let them keep sleeping on us. Let Brady Quinn keep talking his shit. I'm going to attack him after every single Jet win. Look at my look at my reels. Oh, they'll be 0-9 by the bye week? Go fuck yourself. How's that sound? The hunchback of Notre Dame. That's what I'm calling him. Quasimodo. 0-9. Because we fired you after three games? Go fuck yourself. But at, <laughs> at the end of the day, this is a solid team. And, yeah, I'm going to be cocky about it. Because when you see guys out there like, like Sauce – like Garrett Wilson, like Jermaine Johnson, even Michael Clements, who slides under the radar. The man's probably clinically insane, but he is a scary human being. What is he? He's like the fourth best in the league for like rush defense. Nobody talks about him. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He's a savage. And it's it, it just it's so, and there's so much depth. There's so much depth. It just, it all comes together. And I, all right, I'm saying too much now because watch, we'll end up losing this game and I'll look like an asshole. But, <laughs> <laughs> Well, if we lose this game, do you still see double-digit wins? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I, I said all along that just the, the talent on this team alone, we should – 10 wins shouldn't be an issue for us. The issue right now is them buckling down, staying on, on course, and, and we could see, you know, 12, 13 wins out of this team. Okay. There. You made I me like put it. a number on it. I said it. I there like it is. It. I like it. We ain't make you. You did it. But, okay, we like <laughs> it anyway.
<laughs> All right, guys, listen, you guys have a good night. Don't let Lou talk shit on me, even though I'm not going to be tuned in because I'll watch this in the, in the reruns. You got it. <laughs> All right, Frank. All, All right, Frank, man. Thanks for joining. All right, guys, I'll talk to you. Well, Lou, you heard it there first. The reason I brought up the reason I brought up the coaching, Lou, was just for uh, that was for. Is that why you got to reel him back in Green Bay. You got to reel him back a little bit. Yeah, I, I was like Frank. These people don't deserve to hear you ramble. Because <laughs> you can see how passionate he is. We we all are, but you know, I know when to pick and choose my battles. And and that Green Bay crowd that didn't uh, didn't deserve to to hear Frank. Go on in. He's like, oh, but we deserve this. I said, I know, Frank, but we can we can do all the shit talking later on and and right. so on and so forth. But you don't have to give it to him in 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 real life. Well, I, I wanted to bring it back to you because I brought up that coaching tidbit just for Danny because Danny was already talking shit about his coach earlier in the season. But I honestly think that the reason that your team is playing as well as they're playing is just because of how good your coaching staff is. Obviously the depth you have on this team is how good of a team Joe Douglas has built. But from that standpoint, you got to admit that from a coaching standpoint, from offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, everybody, everybody's doing a bang up job with these young guys and this team to putting them where they are right now. Well, yeah, of course you have to give them credit because at the end of the day, they put everything together. Right. But I think we had one of the best drafts, not only in Jets history, maybe in, in all time history. Just think I agree. about I agree. Finish like, you know, you know, obviously we know the top three guys, Jermaine Johnson, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson. They're Bruce just Hall. I'm not, I'm not even going to the second round yet, but oh, okay, 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 okay. you know, these guys, even Max Mitchell, Max showed up. Mitchell, yeah. he stepped up before he got hurt. Hopefully he's coming back this week. Michael uh, Clemens, Michael it's... Clemens, you know, the list goes on and it's like, not only were they, they were great college players, but they're producing Right away in the NFL, yeah, and they're all yeah. producing. Yep. Sometimes you don't see that, you know. We 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 saw with Quinn Williams. See, we, he had a great college career, and he kind of like we saw yeah, flashes his first right, couple right. Of years. And then now it's now we see the guy that everybody wanted to see at number three or four that we we, we took him in. But these kids don't. They. It's it's like they walked in and yeah, we've been here before. We've we've done this. We can do this. Especially Sauce. It's like Sauce plays like he's been in the league. For, for five, six years, and, and he's been shutting corners corners down his whole life, which he has, but not on this level. And to see him do it on this level makes everybody's job a lot easier. And that's what I, like, what I like about Sauce is that the refs, I don't know if it's the NFL that, that's contacting the refs what, but even as a Jets fan, I'll admit, he's getting away with being a little handsy, and I don't know if it's because they're like, you know what, this guy's promoting the league well, let's let him be a little more physical. Because the receivers are physical with him, and they're not calling offensive pass interference either. That's right. They're just saying, let Sauce play, and the receiver knows you guys are just going to duke it out. And I like it, but sure. I'm surprised that with the rookie, they're letting him be so physical with the, with the receivers. Well, yeah, he's got he's got that cloud already, and, and we see it. And I think they're, they're kind of like dialing it back a little bit because if you saw that Vikings and, and Buffalo game, Bro, those guys were ripping all over uh, Justin sure. Jefferson. Yeah, for sure. And, like, yep. some, and I looked, I'm like, oh, I'm surprised that you didn't get a flag there, but they're letting these guys play, which is good. Don't don't dictate the outcome of the game too much, you know? Call it sure. when you need to call it. Um, but, you know, we see how, how big of a call that was that uh, roughing the passer right before halftime right. at the last Patriot game, and that, that kind of switched things up for, for both teams. But I, I, just, I just think these kids – they they knocked it out of the park. Joe Douglas, the whole uh, the scouting staff, really picked high character guys, and they're producing right away. And you know, obviously, it's unfortunate we lost Brees Hall, but I think Joe Douglas, you know, hit it out of the park by picking up Robinson. And you know, he's he's another solid back. We saw what he did his first uh, three seasons in Jacksonville. So I, I think this team is ready to win now. And you know, if Zach can, we know Zach can make every throw. That that's no doubt. You know, whether he's giving enough time to, to complete those throws, you know, obviously our offensive lines had suffered so many injuries. And, and that's the scary part. Just imagine if our offensive line was healthy and we had uh, Becton, we had all these guys that we picked up, you know, uh, Dwayne Ra- Bra- uh, Brown didn't miss any games. And, and Fan, yeah. and, and Max Mitchell, you know, look, he stepped in, but he was more of a project than anything else. And he's producing. So just imagine if, you know, they had that that steady – 
you know, chemistry going where our original starters were playing together, I think obviously that would have been a lot easier for Zach. But, you know, things happen. This is the NFL and you, you, you got a next man up mentality. And I think they, they did a heck of a job doing that. So I think what Zach Zach needs the mental to catch up with his physical, though, because a lot of the times the pressure that he feels, it's like he almost creates it himself because he runs out of the pocket so quickly. So it's like he's almost running right by the 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 edge rusher as as he's being blocked. And he either needs to step into the pocket or just wait another second. That's a great point. And, you know, and I think maybe that's from trauma from last year dealing with, you know, we had no talent and he thought he had to do do it all by himself. This year, it's a lot different. He's got he's got the weapons, you know, let 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 these guys make plays for you. And 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 not to harp on this Patriots game, but another big uh big drive or big play in that game was that fourth and I think it was fourth and five. And he, instead of running it up the, the, the middle, cause the lane was wide open. He could have ran for 10 he, yards. He like tried to in yeah. the end zone. And if we were to score on that drive now we're right there again. So, right. you know, these are the things he needs. He doesn't want to be a, a running quarterback, but he's running the wrong way a lot of times. And he's doing these three sixties trying to avoid sacks. Listen, you don't look, see what Justin Fields is doing. You know, look, you see him, he's running for 100. I don't want Zach Wilson running for 180 yards a game, but if it's there, take it. Sure. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to be pissed at you if you're running for, <laughs> you know, well, look, five, six yards at a clip instead of running backwards and then, you know, either throwing an interception or throwing it away. Let, let me pick your head about it here because I know that we, we, we got to pick this game as well. And obviously we talked about it a little bit. But one thing that me and Danny already talked about at, at length over the last two jet shows that we've done is you didn't expect to be here at the season. I, I don't know personally what your expectations were coming into the season. So I guess it will be a two part question, but if you lose this game, does it change your mindset on the rest of the season and kind of where did you think the Jets were going to be by this point when you initially looked at your schedule? You know, it's a, it's a great question. And for me, the last couple of years, it's the mindset of just give me some competitive football to watch. I'm tired of being at home, and then we're down 30 to four going into you know halftime and at uh, 30 to three, I should say, going into halftime, and you're like, "What the heck am I doing?" You know, right. you're, you're giving me nothing to cheer about, nothing to hang out, you know. And I want it. I knew we had a good draft. Everybody was saying we had a good draft, which I was kind of like, oh, "Maybe they're gonna mush us," because you know I'm you know superstitious like that way. Yeah. But these kids are are playing, uh, you know, playing above. Are at least my expectations, and, okay. and I think some of these guys are going to make the Pro Bowl this year. But leading up to that second part, if they lose this game, I think this team's already shown. And that last game that we we lost to them was a huge letdown because we had all the excitement, we had this winning streak going. Zach Wilson was undefeated at the time, um, you know, so on and so forth. And then we we kind of give away the game. And what do they do? This young team came. Bounced back the following week and beat the Buffalo Bills. Yes, he did. So I, I think they're already, no matter what happens, win or lose on Sunday, I think this team has shown this already, and it's, and it's still early in the season, that they have the mindset, you know what? Yeah, we could have won that game. We lost it. Let's move on and, and, and continue what we're doing. And the biggest thing, before I let Danny jump in here, is the fact that I, I, the, what I've shared with Danny about this is that even if you guys lose, and I don't think you will, I'm going to keep saying that, I don't think you guys are losing this game, but even if you do, the fact that everybody in this division of ours is within one game of each other, it, it might be important from a, like, God damn it, we lost to the Patriots. But I don't think it's as big as people are trying to make it out to be that are in the Jets fan base. I think you could get away with losing this game, seeing what you did wrong, learning from it, and bringing it into next week. But I agree with you. I don't think it's as big as people are making it out to be. But, Danny, go ahead. Jump in. Well, this game is important. Like you said, if we lose, we're in last place in the division. Yeah. If we win and somehow the Chiefs and the Ravens lose, we end up being first place in the AFC. So, like, it's like two completely different outcomes depending on the win or loss. For sure. So I don't think it changes the complete trajectory of the season, but I, I do think that the water gets a little murkier if we lose. Because if you look at the rest of the schedule, like, including this week's Patriots game, we have five road games, and it's the Patriots, the Vikings – the Seahawks, yep. the Dolphins, and the Bills. All five of those games on the road, all five of those games against really good playoff teams. So we need to take this game against the Patriots because we feel like we're better than them. And we need to take those three home games that we have left. If we don't get those four games, things are going to get tight for us because 
we got some really before the season started. I thought the end of the season is going to be the soft part of the schedule. I was completely wrong. The second half of the schedule ends up being the hardest part of the schedule because these teams on the road, they're looking sick. I didn't think the Seahawks were going to be what they are. The Seahawks completely surprised me. The Vikings also. I thought they would be good, but not what they are right now. So I think that we need this game badly. So I don't think it's the end of the season, but but I feel like it's not a must win. But like, like Gunny said yesterday, it's a can't lose. Like you can't lose this game. And I feel like you kind of touched on the next subject that I wanted to bring it up. I think you touched on it already. So your biggest concern is they can have besides the strength of schedule is the fact that you have so many road games. I'm assuming that's your biggest concern for the second half of the season. It's not so much the road games because we played well on the road. It's the fact yeah. that the competition we're playing. Like We're going to Minnesota. We're going to Buffalo. You know, We're going to Seattle, which even when they're a bad team at home, they play well. So fuck the Dolphins. The Dolphins suck. So <laughs> I feel like that's what makes things a little more difficult is the fact that we have these tough road games coming up. So yeah. for sure, I, I'm – I'm worried about the, the road opponents. Hit me with it, Lou. What's your biggest concern for the second half of the season the games you got remaining? Um, health. Um, if this team stays healthy and we start getting some of our pieces back, I think the sky's the limit. You know, I, I get your concern. And, yeah, you look out, you, you look on paper, you saw yeah, maybe this, the back half was the easier part. Listen, it's, it's a, the NFL is a week-to-week league, you know. One week, the Bills looked like the team that nobody can beat. Sure. And now they, they, they look like, hey, maybe they're in trouble. They've been punched in the mouth, and they feel it. Correct. And listen, week to week. That's why as much as I want to win this game and, and snap this stupid streak, and, and Salah made it a point to emphasize, hey, listen, we, we haven't won a division game. We won, we won two already. You know. And I said this in the beginning of the year. I said for us to make the playoffs, we have to go at least three and three in the division. We go anything less than 500 in the division, then it, the playoffs are, are, are not coming our way because we know how the AFC shakes out. We're two and what? Two and one right now. I think if we get this win, we'll be obviously we'll get we'll be three and one. We'll be in a great spot. The best part of being on the road is the defense. When you have a good defense, the defense travels well. You know, the offense is what you have to worry about. And a good running game travels well. You guys have a good running game right now. And that's the only thing you have to worry about when you're on the road is the offense because that's where the noise comes in. But the defense, I think that's why this team plays solid on the road because the defense comes – it plays even stronger when they're on the road. And and I think there's less of a distraction. We see look, we're 2-3 we're and three on the – at home and, and we're 4-0 oh on the road. So, And I'll, I'll give you this little nugget real quick. And yeah. I realized this the other day. The last time the Jets won a regular season game in, in – Foxborough was in, in 2008. I was at that game with Brett Favre. I think it was a Sunday night game. And the Mancini. Jets won. They were 7-3. and three, And I think the, I don't know, the, the Patriots were 5-4 and four at this time. So I think history is going to repeat itself. Jets win. You know, we, we kind of uh, humble the Patriots. Uh, I, I think out of all the teams in our division, they, they might be the least talented-wise right now. Yeah. And, um and I think we're going to show that on Sunday. All right. I like that because it's going to lead into my quick two points, Danny, before I let you finish it off. My biggest concern is not as far as for the Jets' point of view. My biggest concern is that your defense starts playing even better than what they've been playing up till now. Because my view on it is my offense can keep up with anybody in the league right now. So from a defense standpoint, which, which you and I have discussed at nauseum, is how bad my defense has looked when we're on the road. So... I'm not worried about your offense at all, but the fact that your defense could probably stifle our offense and now it's a coin toss, that's my biggest concern from an outside perspective looking in. But picking this game, Danny, like I said, 27-10, I don't see the Patriots putting more than 10, up, 10 points on you guys. The Michael Carter, James Robinson, I like Michael Carter last year when you guys drafted Brees Hall. You and I talked about it at the trade. I thought Joe Douglas knocked it out the park. Um, for for this draft, I gave you guys an A plus when we did our pregame when we did our our preseason show. But honestly, your defense is playing lights out. Are they in that top five category? I told you they're flirting with it. But again, my I think you guys win this game twenty seven ten. I don't see Mac Jones doing anything against this defense, and then I don't see their defense slowing down your running game and Zach's mentality. If if it's not there, I'm gonna run out the pocket the way he did the last couple of games. I think you're going to see a lot of that this upcoming Sunday. But th those are my two cents. I'm biggest concern in previewing this game. Uh, what about you, Lou? When you think about this game, 
I mean, I think you are, you're predicting a win. What right. score? How do you think things are going to play out? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, uh, like a, you know, 24 to 10 type game. My biggest concern, it can get to 17 for the Patriots. <laughs> if, you know, Zach makes a mistake. Yeah. You know, gives them a short field and, and they get a, a, a gimme touchdown. Um, but if Zach plays a clean game, I, I can see it being 24 to 10 and, and our defense doing it. You know, they're going to continue doing what they're doing, you know, and, and putting pressure. And I love the fact that we don't have to blitz to, to get to the quarterback. When was the last time the Jets can say that? You know, we're the least, um, uh, whatever they want to call it, that team that bl- uh, blitzes is least. Least often, huh? Yeah. Yep. And and I think it's I think they said it was like a something uh, 4% of the snaps, of the defense snap that the, the Jets have uh, blitzed because they have a solid rotation of the, the defensive line. We have depth there. They rotate these guys out. They keep them fresh. You know, that the whole fallout that Quinn Williams had where we saw him yelling at that was because he, he didn't want the, the, the team to blitz. blitz. Yep. He goes, listen, we're going to get to these guys. Let us do our job, and, and we'll get it. And and that was kind of a, a turning point in the season, and everybody was, oh, what they're, maybe the coaching staff doesn't you know doesn't have this team, and maybe these guys are, are, are not playing for these guys, which was obviously far from the truth because they came together. We're seeing what, what the vision was in the offseason, and like Coach Salah said, just I see it clicking, and when it clicks – it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch, and we're watching it as it's as it's turning, and these kids are learning and they're playing better. I'm praying that these guys stay healthy so we can watch all these kids play to their full potential and lead this team back to the playoffs. Not 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 to go too off on a tangent, but now that you mentioned Coach Sala, I think that was one of my favorite things about him when we hired him is that he brought up the fact that he re- was part of the rebuild in San Francisco, a team that ended up in the Super Bowl. He was a part of the Jacksonville rebuild that ended up going to the AFC Championship game. So he had done it before. He had seen what it takes. So that part of it that nobody really talked about too much kind of excited me because he's been there and seen how a team can go from absolutely the, the bottom to AFC Championship for Jacksonville, Super Bowl for 49ers. And he was part of the Seattle uh, uh, secondary, I want to say. I don't know what position he had, but he was part of the defense somewhere in Seattle when they were having their runs. So he's seen what it takes. So that part did excite me. As far as Sunday goes, I think Zach Wilson knows, and he'll make it a point. Maybe he'll he'll even miss some throws that he might make because he wants to be so conservative because I think he's going to make it a point to not make the same mistakes he made against New England. I think it might even frustrate some fans because you might see a ball that he maybe could have let go, but he's going to be extra conservative. But I'm okay with that. I want him to lean on the run game, play kind of like the Buffalo Bills, three and five, three and four. Go ahead, hit your targets, hit that slant, hit that 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 dump off. Like he's been doing that well. I think he's going to make a point to keep doing that. And I cannot see the Patriots doing anything on our defense. Now I will tell you that I'm a little worried because I think the Patriots have the first or second most pressures against opposing QBs. Like they get to the QB, so I can see why Zach did what he did last game. But, you know, like I said, play it safe. Don't abandon the run like they did last week. And, and I think, like, much like you guys, 24-10, I can definitely see that as a possible score. I like <clears> it. <throat> and no doubt. And listen, and if the defense can get us a, get us a short field and make a turnover, make Mac Jones, it, it might even be higher. But uh, I think uh, uh, he, he will be conservative. But at the same time, I don't want him. There's a throw to be made. Make the throw. Just be confident in it. Don't sit back there, dance around, and then fling it because you feel like you have to fling it. Make your reads. Make the throw. We know he's got the arm talent. We know Garrett Wilson can get open anytime he wants. He's a he's a Justin uh, Jefferson in the making. Um, he's got the skills. He, he may not be a big guy, but he gets up He gets up in the sky. Sure. He, he jumps up like he's like he's MJ, and he's, he's snagging these balls out of the air. So we'll see what, the, what they do with Elijah Moore. They're going to put him in the slot, try to get him more involved. Obviously, I, I would love to see that happen. I think he's another talented guy that, yeah, he hasn't got his shares of targets. I think he went the wrong way of trying to get more involved with the with the with the offense. But listen, he's he's changed his tune the last couple of weeks, and and let's see if it uh, translates to the field. Well, last game he was running in motion before a lot of snaps. I have a feeling that they were kind of just seeing how the offense looked once he did those, and I think that we're actually going to finally see him maybe used. And some of those play options uh, on Sunday. Um, do you have anything else, Manny? Honestly, I just want to be invited to the tailgate. 
when you guys come down here. That's that, that that's all it is, man. I, I want to make sure that uh the the battered Jets fan show with your the co-host bearded fanatic is invited to the to the to the food show that's gonna happen when you guys come down to Miami, man. I'm really excited okay. to meet you guys in person. No, nah, no doubt, man. And, and we'll have a heck of a time. We'll eat good, we'll have a good time, and and hopefully our teams are are battling for the AFC title. I think they will be, uh, man, to be honest AFC with you. Title. It's been we haven't won it since uh 2002. Yeah. So, and I was at that game when they did, and that's because the Dolphins beat the Patriots, or no, the Patriots beat the Dolphins, and we beat Green Bay Packers, and we were in. So, we had a four uh, o'clock game, and I remember yeah. watching on TV the stadium go absolutely crazy. Yeah, that's when, when they had that, the, they have the old monitors, the old TV yep. section, and certain sections you would walk up. This is before smartphones and stuff. Yep. <laughs> so we went up to the screen, they did it, and then they put it on the big screen, and the whole crowd went crazy. And Insane. that's when the, that's when the Jets knew. We win and we're in, and they, yeah. they took over the game. Okay. And then the following week, they, they beat blew the them out. Yep. By the way, Danny, before you lead us out, literally all three of us just showed our ages being able to say, first of all, 2002, and then obviously way before smartphones. We all just showed our ages on that one. Yeah. yeah well, no. 2002, I was, I was what, like 11th grade, something like that? Yeah. yeah I was uh, I was a senior in high school when I went to that game. Oh, all right, so he's see. older than us. So he's older than he's, us. He's like a year, <laughs> a, a year older than us, yeah. Yeah. Got it. Um, I remember well, I had a – one of those Nokia phones. It, it was a black and white screen, and, and the only I, game you I, had game. The snake. So, yep, the snake. Yeah, you, weren't, you weren't getting any NFL scores on that. I'll tell Hashtag you that. snake, bro. That's yeah. it. Uh, before we lead you out, I always ask this one question to Jets fans that I have on here. One favorite Jet player of all time and two favorite Jet memory of all time. Well, my favorite uh, Jets player, I think it's, 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 a, it's a close one between Curtis Martin and Winker Bet, but I'm going to go okay. Winker Bet. Um, I love the guy. He's so humble. We, we get to... We have the privilege and honor to hang out with him after every home game. I have him on my bus on one of the windows. Um, so I, I'm going to say Wayne Quebec because he's he was a true underdog story. Came on as a walk off from Hofstra and Hofstra, did his yep. game. the Green Lantern, Mister Third Down. That's before the West Walker and all these other guys, Edelman, and he was the guy. He was the slot guy that no gloves, no pads. Oh man, I used to love Wayne Quebec. That's before, that's before the NFL knew what concussions were. For sure. <laughs> He wasn't a big guy, and and he, he's a testament to what uh, what the green and white is all about. Yeah. And favorite, What's your favorite memory? memory? Well, I think I just brought it up. Um, I was in high school, and we went. Uh, we were watching okay. that. There was a yeah. And and just to hear the roar of that crowd, it was just, and everybody was so psyched. Let alone fast forward twenty years later, who would have thought that would have been the last time we won the the AFC East? But. I was there for that, and then I had to. I begged, borrowed, and steal to to make sure I had tickets for the following game because my the the guy I went with had season tickets, but nobody thought the Jets were going to have a home uh, playoff game, so he didn't submit it. So we we had to go to PC Richards when when they were selling Jets tickets and waited online to to to, to kind of get those. Did, and you, got did you go? To, you cool. got him. You went. We got him, and and we went to the game and that's history. All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll lead us out with this last bit of Jets facts. Did you know that you went to only the fifth ever Jets home playoff game? Did not know that. They've, they've only had five home playoff games in their entire history. That is rough, man. I think the Chiefs this. have had five in the last two years. We're going to have one in, in 2023. Let's go Ooh. get this win. Ooh. Let's get the division and let's toast one, baby. Let me tell you something. I I, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to figure out how to be there because I got to be there for the six because I don't know when there'll be a seventh. Can you just imagine what that tailgate's going to be like? Uh, no, I cannot imagine, but I, I'm excited <laughs> to find out. Crazy. All right. With that, again, Lou, thank you very much to you, Frank, Claudio, and, and everybody for what you do, for joining us on this episode. Uh, we appreciate your time. And, uh, Oh, we can't wait to see you when you come down to Miami, sure. honestly. It's been, it's been an honor, guys. I love what you guys are doing. Whatever we can do to support, maybe have you go live at, at one of the tailgates when we're down in Miami and, and just show and let Frank show off. He's He uh, he talks a good game, but he also cooks a good game, too. So yes, he does. That, that's why I don't know. I'll leave it to him, and, and he'll show you what he's got. You know, I, we have some friends that are like Cowboys fans and other stuff, but they listen you know, to support us or whatnot. And they're like, man, you guys had to have Frank back on. They found Frank to be absolutely hilarious. Well, so uh, him in, in game form. This that was just a little preview. That was <laughs> right. right. That was Frank on Wednesday. Just imagine Frank on. 
<laughs> I, have, I can't imagine Frank on Sunday. I know we're about to lead out. Have you guys already purchased your tickets for the game, or does that happen later on? Well, we purchased it because there's there's uh, two other guys from our crew that's coming, so we wanted to sit together because normally it's tough to get four seats in a row. Yep. So two here, two there. So I was able to find four uh, tickets in section 119, which is the south end zone. We're like row, I think, 15. So we'll be there. The Gotham City crew flag will be coming because we'll have four guys to – to spread it open and, and wave it every time the Jets uh, score a touchdown. What section are you, Manny? They'll be right. They'll be near us. We're section. I'm section one thirty, row one. Okay. We're oh, nice, nice, row one, yeah. right behind the Jets. We'll yeah. be in section one nineteen in the end zone above the that Altamum Club thing. Yeah. Uh, we'll be there you with the flag. Sure it's one nineteen or one twenty nine. One nineteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The one twenty nine is the deep end. I, I don't think they're gonna find four tickets oh, no, around no, the deep no. end. No, no, they're not going to deep end. All right. Well, again, thanks a lot for joining Gotham City Crew. Big that was Ad- the you talking. Right? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, for the for the Dolphins game. Oh no, I was talking about New England. Uh, I was no, talking no. about. Friday. No, no, we didn't. We haven't bought our tickets yet. Okay, perfect. Let us know as soon as you do. See if you can get it near us. Okay, one thirty. I'll keep that in mind. Definitely. All right. All right, guys. So again. Thank you for listening to episode number 11 of the Battle Jets fans. We'll catch you next week when we're celebrating being top of the AFC East. Fuck the Dolphins, and we'll catch you guys next week.